questions for tomorrow there have been times I didn't know right from wrong but in every situation God gave blessed consolation that my trials only come to make me strong 
I've been a lot of places and I've seen so many faces that there have been times I felt so all alone. But in that lonely hour, in that precious lonely hour, Jesus let me know I was his own. It was through it all, through it all. I've learned to trust in Jesus. I've learned to trust in God. Through it all, through it all, I've learned to depend upon his word. So I thank God for the mountains, and I thank him for the valleys. I thank him for the storms he's brought me through. If I never had a problem, I wouldn't know that he could solve it. Wouldn't know what faith in his word could do. It was through it all, through it all. I've learned to trust in Jesus. I've learned to trust in God. Through
me and remain standing. Grab your Bibles and turn with me to the, the book of Acts, chapter 15. I'll get it out. The book of Acts, chapter 15. Y'all going to be today? It is good to be in the Lord's house. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, God's good, isn't he? Amen. He's blessed us with this beautiful place to worship, to worship with. What a man, what a spirit that he sent here this morning. Uh, folks, I don't know about y'all, but man, I can't wait to get to heaven. Amen. I cannot wait to get to heaven. You say, I don't like all that singing in heaven. Well, don't go to heaven. Because you're going to do a lot of it when you get to heaven. Amen. Singing and praising and worshiping our master and savior. Man, I, what a hope. What an anticipation that we have this morning. The book of Acts chapter 15, I want to start our reading in verse 36. Acts 15 and verse 36, the Bible said, And some days after Paul said unto Barnabas, Let us go again and visit our brethren in every city where we have preached the word of the Lord, and see how they do it. Barnabas determined to take with them John, whose surname was Mark. But Paul thought not good to take him with them, who departed from them from Pamphylia, and went not with them to the work. And the contention was so sharp between them that they departed asunder from the other. And so Barnabas took Mark and sailed unto Cyprus. And Paul chose Silas and departed, being recommended by the brethren unto the grace of God. And he went through Syria and Sicilia, confirming the churches. You may be seated. I want to speak to you this morning on this subject, our purpose in the kingdom of God. Our purpose in the kingdom of God. The other day I heard a sermon. It was not on this particular scripture, but this scripture was used in the message. And the speaker said something that caught my attention that started this sermon within my heart this morning. And again, I want to preach to you on the subject, our purpose in the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is the spiritual kingdom. It is that which belongs to God. If you're saved, you're part of the kingdom of God. Amen. If you're here this morning, you know the Lord is your Savior, you belong to the kingdom of God. Everything, those things that you see, and especially those things that you do not see, that belong to God and represent God and bring honor and glory to God, makes up the kingdom of God. The reality of it is, within the kingdom of God, the Lord allows us to serve within his kingdom. And I'm so thankful that God allows us to serve, allows us to follow him. Folks, let me tell you something. The greatest, the greatest thing that you can do in life is walk with Jesus and serve him. It should not be an obligation. It should not be something that, oh gosh, we got to go serve the Lord today. Oh man, it's Sunday. We got to go to church today. Well, Lord forbid, you know. We ought to have satisfaction that God allows us to serve within his kingdom. It's not a burden. It ought to be a blessing. Folks, it, it shouldn't be an obligation, but it ought to be from passion and desire that we have with the Lord. But in the kingdom of God, when we all begin to serve and we begin to fulfill our role and our purpose within the kingdom of God, sometimes there are clashes. Sometimes there are things that takes place, and I'm going to be honest with you, I can't stand them. I don't know about y'all, but I don't want to go to a church with a lot of church problems. 
problems. I don't want to hear a bunch of yang yang. I don't want a bunch of disagreement. I don't want to go to church with a bunch of Pharisees. I'll just be honest with you. I don't want to go to a place that gripes all the time is more concerned about what people wear than where they're going when they die. I want to be a part of a congregation, I feel like I am this morning, that understands that everybody has their role and their place within the kingdom of God, and we must respect one another in those roles, and we should not provide and bring problems to those who are serving within the kingdom. But every now and then, there is contention. And as bad as we hate it, there are times that there is contention within the fellowship. I want you to notice verse 39. The Bible said, And the contention was so sharp between them that they departed asunder one from the other. And so Barnabas took Mark and sailed unto Cyprus. And so John Mark, a young preacher, uh, was going to come along. And Barnabas said, Let's take them with us. And the apostle Paul said, Absolutely not. If you remember, when they started in Antioch, Paul and Barnabas, John Mark went with them. But because of the difficulty of ministry, because of things that was going on, John Mark went back to Jerusalem and left them high and dry on the mission field. And so the Apostle Paul never forgot that. The Apostle Paul had a purpose, and in his mind, John Mark got in his way. But you see, Barnabas had another purpose which allowed him to extend his arms out and nurture this man for the kingdom of God. And so this contention, this heated disagreement took place because simply different personalities. Because Paul and Barnabas had two different mindsets. I want you to look in chapter 13 and in verse 2. Chapter 13 and in verse 2. It says here, as they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, Separate me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work whereunto I have called them. Early in the ministry of the Apostle Paul, God called these two. These two became a team in, in the kingdom of God. They were effective. Everywhere they went, they started churches. There in the uh, church of Antioch, in the city of Antioch, they began to do work. They went out from there to Iconium and Derbe and Lystra and Phoenicia and Samaria and Judea and all of these places. And then we go back to chapter 15 and we find them back in Antioch. And I want you to look there in chapter 15 and in verse 2. It said, When therefore Paul and Barnabas had no small dissension and disputation with them. And so... At the beginning of the chapter, there was peace and there was harmony. And they were on the same page with one another. But by the time you get to the end of the page, they had a heated disagreement. And it's amazing how fast it can all change. It's amazing how you can walk in Promised Land Church, feel the love of God, the support of everybody, and then the next Sunday, you can tell there's something going on. You can feel it in the air. You can see it in people's attitudes. You can see it in their faces that something is going on, that there is a contention. And all of a sudden, these men have been working great together. All of these years, churches are started. They're fulfilling their roles. And all of a sudden, John Mark comes in between these two. A contention was started, and they separated. The end of the story is that Barnabas took John Mark, and they went another direction, Paul got Silas. They went another direction. The work of God continued. Let me tell you this, folks. 
Whether you're with me or against me, the work of God has to continue. Whether we agree or disagree, whether we get along or don't get along, the work of God has to continue. And you can say what you want to about Paul and Barnabas, but they did not let it stop them. They continue to serve within the kingdom of God. You say, preacher, why did they have this? Well, I believe they had different purposes within the kingdom of God. Number one, Paul's purpose was getting the kingdom of God into people. You see, these two men had two different mentalities. They had two different uh, outlooks. They didn't look at the kingdom of God the same. This was the mindset or the personality, if you will, of the Apostle Paul. He was gospel-minded. Everything about him when he woke up in the morning was about the gospel of Christ, of how he could get the kingdom of God into everybody that he came in contact with. It's what he went to bed thinking about. It's how he woke up in the morning when he went to supper. It was all about getting the kingdom of God into everybody that he came in contact with. He was kingdom mindset. It, it was all about the kingdom. This was a man of determination. This man was determined that no matter what, by his life, the kingdom of God was going to grow and be extended. You could throw him in prison. You can put him before the highest of the highest courts. He was determined that the only saving grace in all the world was to have a personal relationship with Jesus. And Paul fought, and Paul fought. He never stopped talking. He never stopped preaching. His whole life, his whole mindset, his breakfast, his lunch, his supper was getting people to the kingdom of God, understanding the people around him were lost and they had a need. And the greatest need was salvation. And I believe when the Apostle Paul looked out, he looked out and he did not see what was going on on the outside, but he saw on the inside that there was a sinner that needed to be reconciled to God. And this man was a great man, but this man had a focus and a purpose in the kingdom. You know what it was? It was getting the kingdom of God into every person he came in contact with. But you know what? Paul struggled at some things. He wasn't very compassionate, was he? Didn't seem like he was very patient. Didn't seem like he was very loving to John Mark and understanding. You say, well, I can't believe the great apostle Paul would do that. Well, before we get on the apostle Paul, understand that God gave him a purpose. And the reason that he did not have compassion like he should have for John Mark is because his focus was getting the kingdom of God into every person. John Mark got in his way. John Mark slowed him down. Call it ugly. Call it mean. Paul said, I don't want nothing slowing me down because my Savior's about to return. And I've got to go and I've got to preach. A man with that kind of man mindset doesn't have a whole lot of friends. He doesn't have a whole lot of cliques to hang out with. But the reality of it is this man was so focused and so determined. 
We're sitting here in Promised Land Missionary Baptist Church because a man by the name of Paul had a purpose within the kingdom of God to go and preach. He went into Asia Minor. He went into Europe and he pushed and he pushed and he pushed. And while Barnabas was ministering to people, Paul was out preaching. He was proclaiming. And may I tell you the reason we have the gospel in the United States of America because God put a purpose in the heart of the Apostle Paul. I know we can get on him here. I know we can say he didn't have a lot of compassion but aren't you glad he was determined to get the kingdom of God into every person that he came in contact with. Look in Acts chapter 9. Are y'all with me this morning? Amen. Acts chapter 9. Excuse me. Romans chapter 9. Wrong book. I said, man, that didn't look right. <laughs> Romans chapter 9. I want you to look at the burden of the Apostle Paul. Notice verse 1. He said, I say the truth in Christ, I lie not. My conscience also bearing me witness in the Holy Ghost that I have great heaviness and continual sorrow in my heart. For I could wish that myself were a curse from Christ for my brethren, my kinsmen, according to the flesh. I want you to notice the load of his burden. Notice what he said in verse 2. That I have great heaviness and continual, continual sorrow in my heart. We look at what he did to John Mark and we say, how could you do that to a young Christian? Paul's mindset is grow up. John Mark, you got these little issues that you can't go serve the Lord. You got these little things that are holding you back. There's people everywhere we go that need the gospel. We don't have time to hurt and ache and pain. Paul, we don't have, or John Mark, we don't have time for excuses of why we can't serve the Lord. This man woke up every day with the load of the burden for lost souls, the heaviness that was upon his heart. He's saying, you're sitting here crying over spilt milk. There's people out there dying and going to hell. Folks, I don't know about y'all, but I kind of see the same way the Apostle Paul does. And there's time I don't have enough compassion or patience that I need with people because I'm thinking we're saved, we're going to heaven, and we know it, and we're focused on our toenails not being right or our fingernails being hurt or something going on, and there's people around us dying and going to hell. And the heaviness, the weight, the burden of hell was upon the heart of the Apostle Paul and he couldn't get it off of him. And while John Mark was over there crying and Barnabas said, come here, baby, and I'll hug you and I'll hold you, Paul said, there's somebody else that needs Jesus. There's somebody else that needs to hear the gospel. And that was his purpose. You know why? Because he had a heaviness. Amen. He had the load of the burden upon his heart and the only way he could get it off is to go preach. Notice what he said in verse 3. For I could wish that myself were a curse from Christ for my brethren, my kinsmen, according to the flesh. His burden was so heavy, he said, I'll take hell for them. Mm -hmm. See, not only did he have the load of his burden, but notice the sacrifice of his burden. He had a burden for souls to be saved. This was his purpose in life, but it was so great that he was willing to sacrifice. He was willing to lay his life down for lost souls. Right. We don't really see his compassion towards the saved. 
We don't really see his compassion towards these others, even though he went to church after church after church, encouraging them in the word of God. But his focus was lost souls, and he said, I'll take hell for them. I will do anything and everything I can for my family to be saved, for my co-worker to be saved, for my community to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. If you're not an Apostle Paul, you need to be more like an Apostle Paul. And you need to have the heaviness of lost souls, and you need to be willing to sacrifice to go get the gospel message out. Amen? You may not have the personality he does, but we need to adapt that personality. Notice chapter 10 of Romans. Look in verse 1. He said, Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. Now notice the desire of his burden. When he woke up, to be honest, he didn't really pray for all these saved people. You know, I believe it was Adrian Rogers said we spend more time praying the saints out of heaven than we do sinners out of hell. And the Apostle Paul said, my prayer is that people would be saved. He woke up with a desire, and his desire was so great, he didn't just go to them, but he prayed for them. And he prayed that God would open doors. Folks, let me tell you something. If you want to be more like the Apostle Paul and be more evangelistic, let me tell you, you better fall on your face and you better pray. And you got to say, God, open the doors for me. Open the hearts of man. Soften their hearts. Isn't it amazing when God opens a door and you talk to somebody? And you can tell that God had already came along to fertilize their heart and to till that ground. And there's times a lot of people will say, Preacher, you just have no idea. You're telling me all this, and I've been dealing with this for a week. How did you know? I didn't know. But God knew. And I didn't know, but I've been praying for this and praying for you. Folks, we need to have the similar kind of purpose that the Apostle Paul had. May I tell you that you would not be sitting in this place this morning if it weren't for those Apostle Pauls that God has put in our life. There are people in this church that their primary purpose, lost souls. Lost souls. If y'all know me, y'all know that's me. It's all I can think about. I can't sleep at night thinking about people that are lost and dying and going to hell. I don't have that much in common with Barnabas. I got a whole lot in common with the personality of Paul. It's it's a heaviness, and I can't help it. That's my purpose. You say, well, man, that preacher's always preaching on salvation. Well, Lord forbid, you know. Lord forbid folks get saved. But, folks, what is our purpose here? And we've got to fulfill our purpose. I know we can point fingers at the Paul's, But you better love the Pauls. And you better pray for the Pauls. And you may not have that purpose. You may not have that personality. But folks, we need people pushing and going forward. Somebody said the other day, you just never stop pushing us. Folks, we can't. Jesus is coming again. We can't stop pushing. We can't stop going forward. There's more souls in Hamburg, Arkansas that needs Jesus. They need the Lord. Now, I want you to go back to our text. If you're with me, say amen. Amen. (laughs) Acts chapter 15. We see that Paul's purpose was getting the kingdom of God into people, but notice the purpose of Barnabas. And that was to get people involved in the kingdom of God. 
You see, Paul was all about getting the kingdom into people, but Barnabas was worried about the people in the kingdom. And there was a difference. Paul's focus was more towards the lost, while Barnabas' focus was more towards the saved. While we need those apostle Pauls, may I tell you, we need those Barnabas. Look in verse 37. And Barnabas determined to take with him John, whose surname was Mark. The name Barnabas means son of consolation or encouragement. You see, Barnabas was a compassionate man. He was a loving man. He was a friend to all. While the apostle Paul was running, 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 Barnabas, hey, brother, how you doing, man? Just slow it down. Man, what's going on in your life? Man, how, how are you in the Lord today? Man, when's the last time you read your Bible? Apostle Paul, shoo, 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 shoo. Barnabas, Bobby, what's going on, brother? The Apostle Paul's preaching here and preaching here and going and going and going. Barnabas coming over here loving. Apostle Paul said, let's go. We can't take John Mark. He's useless. He's done left us. He's going to get in the way. There's a message to preach. We don't have time for him. Barnabas, come over. John Mark, come here. Let me hold you. Let me help you. Let me encourage you. When I was in seminary, Brother Don McCormick told me, he said, boys, if you're going to pastor, you're going to need some Barnabas in your life. And may I tell you that God has blessed me with some men and some people that play the role of Barnabas. Because as John Mark struggled, we all struggle. As John Mark failed in the ministry at times, may I tell you that we all failed. And while Paul was looking about getting the people in the kingdom of God and getting the kingdom into people, Barnabas was looking at the people involved in the kingdom and he wanted to go minister and help and nurture them in their walk with the Lord. And here's young John Mark, this young preacher. He's given up. He's going down the road. And you know what Barnabas did? Come, on, come over here, little preacher. I'll help you out. Paul said, forget y'all. I'm gone. I'm going to go preach. And we're going to go get the gospel out. You go baby that thing all you want to. But I'm going to go preach. Barnabas said, come here. You know what was wrong with John Mark? He was young and immature. And he needed a Barnabas to come along and pick him up and nurture him. And later in the ministry of the Apostle Paul, he told them, bring Mark with y'all. For he's a prophet unto me. Amen. You see, early on, when, when they split up, John Mark was of no use. He said, I have nothing to do with him. He's, he's a waste of time. And then towards the end of the ministry, John Mark has grown up into this great pastor. And Paul said, would y'all bring him with y'all? I want him with me on my side. He wasn't like that because of the apostle Paul. He was like that because the Lord brought up Barnabas to come along and encourage him and hug on him and love on him and minister to him. Your mind's rolling right now. Are those people that played the role of Barnabas in your life? Of when you struggled and you were ready to quit and you were ready to throw in the towel that God sent a Barnabas along and say, come on now, don't quit. Don't stop. I love my Pauls, but I love my Barnabases. 
And what a blessing it is to have people around you that's concerned with what's going on. While Paul was always going, Barnabas sat back and he saw the believers in the churches. And he saw their issues and he was praying for them. Paul was praying for lost souls. Barnabas was praying for the congregation. He was worried about what was going on inside of their life. I want y'all to look with me in Acts chapter 9. Y'all still with me? I've only been up here 20 minutes, so y'all give me a few more minutes. <laughs> Acts chapter 9. Sit on the deer stand for four hours. That's right. Woo. Woo. Uh-oh, I done quit preaching, didn't I? <laughs> Acts chapter 9. I don't know why I said that, but it felt good. <laughs> Acts chapter 9 and verse 26. And when Saul was come to Jerusalem, he essayed to join himself to the disciples, but they were all afraid of him and believed not that he was a disciple. So when before Paul was Paul, he was Saul. And the Lord saved him on the Damascus Road. He began to serve the Lord. He began to serve the Lord a long time. Eventually, he got to go back to Jerusalem. But when he went back to Jerusalem, the disciples said, Uh-uh, we ain't having nothing to do with you. We're scared of you. You threaten to kill us. You have damaged the reputation of this church. You have done everything that you can to shut this church down. We don't want to have anything to do with you. In verse 27, but Barnabas took him. Let's just stop right there and say, praise the Lord. Amen. When nobody else would accept us, God sent somebody and took us by the hand. Isn't that awesome? I remember, Miss V, you said you come into church the first time, and one of the first people was Miss Frances Kilcrease that took you. You come in with all these fears. Am I accepted here? Am I loved here? God always sending somebody. God always sending somebody along to love us. Notice what he said in 27. But Barnabas took him and brought him to the apostles and declared unto them how he had seen the Lord in the way, and that he had spoken to him, and how he had preached boldly at Damascus in the name of Jesus. He was pleading with them. Folks, let's give this young boy a chance. Let's give this young man a chance. Let him come in the fellowship. Let's invest in him. Boy, aren't you glad they did. Aren't you glad Barnabas said, Hey, I'll speak up for him. Folks, we wouldn't be here today. We would... We wouldn't be practicing what we're practicing if it weren't for the Apostle Paul. And there was a time that the church wouldn't even take him. Boy, it's bad when the church won't take you. They were scared to death. And the church said no. Barnabas said yes. And he got in there and he convinced them. And he pleaded with them. And this young man that had a terrible background. And man, all the town knew who he was. They said we don't want nothing to do with him. Him. 
And Saul became Paul. And he became one of the greatest apostles and one of the greatest church builders because a man by the name of Barnabas said, I'm going to take a little time and a little energy. Folks, you may be like more like Paul than you are Barnabas, but may I say we all need to be a little bit more like Barnabas. And if your personality is not a Barnabas personality, would you strive every day to be more like him? Amen. Be concerned about what folks are going through. Take the time to talk to them. Take the time to ask. Take the time to put your arm around them and say, can I pray with you? You never know when you meet somebody in the, in the medical clinics or in the schools or in the Walmart, wherever you go, you never know what that person is going through. And yes, they need a Paul to get the kingdom into them, but there's some in the kingdom that need to be encouraged. That's right. And they need a Barnabas just to say, come out of here. Let's talk about this, brother, sister. Let's pray about this. A year ago, or whenever it was, we began to look for a new associate. And I wanted Brother Paul Buck. And I didn't have a clue if that's what the Lord wanted. But that's what I wanted. And the reason that I wanted Brother Paul, because Brother Paul had more of the Barnabas mentality than I do. I have to try really hard to care sometimes. I'll just be honest. Because that's my personality. But look at the souls that have been saved. Look at the fruit. Every Sunday, we had a lady get saved in here. Every Sunday, nonstop. But that ain't everything, folks. And I said, I want Brother Paul. I want to deal with the spiritual. You let him deal with the physical. And Brother Paul, I praise the Lord that God allowed you to come here. Because you care about some of the silliest things. It drives me up a wall. I'm like, why are you worried about those things? There's people dying and going to hell. I ain't worried about those things, but Brother Paul is. But we need that. But we also need that personality. Let's go preach. Where are you going when you die? Where are you going to spend eternity? Folks, we got to have both. And while I may be more like Paul, I pray every day God will help me be a little bit more like Barnabas. And to be an encouragement to those who need help. And those who are Barnabas, would you be a little bit more like Paul? And be willing to get the gospel out and to preach the message of Jesus Christ. Man, as I got this sermon, I thought about the Barnabas in my life. Thought about as a young minister that God sent Jerry Carter my way. And Don McCormick my way. The times that I would go to the Carter house when they lived in Minden and cry. And at that time, Miss Claire would cry over everything. Miss Betty, and she'd just sit there and cry with me. I needed those kind of people in my ministry. I get to First Baptist Wells, God brings Barnabas my way. Get to Promised Land, God puts people in my way. And I'm nonstop. I'm going, 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 going. And all of a sudden, I'll get a call from somebody. Preacher, can I just ask you how you're doing today? Well, I ain't got time to talk. 
I got to go here and I got to go here. Thank you, Barnabas. Don't stop encouraging. And don't stop preaching. You may not be like me. And I may not be like you. But it's okay. And your place in the kingdom is as big as my place. And my place is as big as your place. And instead of having contention and fighting, let's work together and let's go forward together. Maybe you're here today and you are that Barnabas and you got somebody on your heart that is really struggling. Maybe you want to go to the altars this morning and pray for them. Maybe you're the Apostle Paul and all you can think about who needs Jesus, who needs to be saved. Would you pour your heart out for them today? Pauls, we need you. Y'all look at me. We're almost done. Pauls, we need you. Don't stop witnessing. Barnabas, we need you. Don't stop encouraging. Stay on your face. Stay on your knees. We need each other. This is a battle, and it's long, and it's hard, and it's tough. We need God, and we need one another. We're on the same team, folks. You're not my enemy, and I'm not yours. We got to get on board, and we got to go. Let's stand.